Dwayne Johnson. And I'm Abraham Lawrence. And you have found Our Morning Take, episode number nine, Thursday, January the 12th. I know I left you guys with uh, quite a somber note yesterday, but it's a somber story. And one that uh, is very meaningful in my life. I, I really believe that God brought Seth Grady into my life to teach me a very valuable lesson. And I didn't get to know Seth for a long time, but man, did he make an impact on my life. So, <clears throat> so he calls me this January and he says, I've been diagnosed with stage four um, throat cancer, has, has a name. Esophageal cancer or something like that. Yes. And, uh, man, you could have blew me over with a feather, brother. Man, I remember when you called me because I don't think I've ever told you. I was at work, and I got a missed call. And I believe it was Seth because you called me right after that. So I believe he called me, and I didn't pick up. He probably did call you first. And then he called you. Yeah, because you are our worship leader. You, The hands and feet, you pretty much, you know, and so he probably wanted to touch base with you. And when he couldn't, he probably thought he could just reach out to me. Yeah. And uh, and he did. And, and we talked. And uh, so I was just like, uh, man, of course, Seth, of course you can play. So I gave him the date and he said he would be there. And uh, the date came. And uh, he got up on stage and he did his thing. It was just the most uh, beautiful music I'd ever heard, as always. Yes. He had a wonderful testimony. We talked about it because we told the people that what he was diagnosed with, and, and we prayed for him. Yes, we did. And we believe that God is a healer. And if God wanted to heal Seth, he would have he healed Seth. Seth had a wonderful wife, wonderful family, and we got a chance to meet a lot of them. But that was the last time Seth blew his sacks was with hands and feet. Yes. I just remember that phone call when you called me and told me that you uh, spoke to him. And I was at work and I just got so emotional because I think about people that just, and this is not a knock on Seth by any means, people that just care about money. Yeah. They won't play a note unless they get paid. And yeah. I ran with a group of friends in New York. You know, they're all about the money. And they still, to this day, in 2023, they're like, I can't believe with all your talent you're playing for free. Yeah. So before anybody gets the wrong idea, that is not the way we feel about Seth Grady. He, he needed money. Because everybody needs money to survive. And that was it. It wasn't all about the money for him at all. But what it did show me was he needed money to play, and I understood it. But now he's dying, and he wants to play because now he just wants to honor God and whatever God can do, for, you know, whatever he can do for the Lord in his last few months. Amen. So... So let's just take Seth completely out of the equation right now, because I want to, because that's not why I even brought the story up. It teaches me that every day of my life is precious. Amen. And that I don't do it for the money. I don't do it for the fame. This is not why we have a podcast. Now, listen, if the podcast is successful 
and we are able to uh, de- derive an income from the podcast, or Hands and Feet Fellowship might actually get a church building, which is what we'd really love to have because we just meet in a little hall. If God wants to provide us with a building through something like this, amen, I'm all about it. But Abraham and myself and my technician, Logan Maychak, we do not do this. We don't produce this podcast for a dime. We don't care about it. We care about you. We care about your relationship with the Father. Amen. And we want you to see what we have seen. We want you to understand what we have come to understand. And what God used Seth Grady for in my life is to let me always know that it's never about fame or fortune. Amen. And uh, that just brings me back to when I uh, started playing with you at first. Because like I had said earlier, I was complacent in my playing and I was kind of taking it for granted. But God used you and your spirit with all of that talent that you had. You were just so humble and you were gracious and you wanted to use it for God. Amen. And so that's what hands and feet, uh, the worship team's always been about. That's what Seth was about at the end. Uh, It was so wonderful because in July of that same year, uh, Seth was still with us. Yes, and he was getting better. And the doctors uh, had given him, uh, you know, some treatments, and he was feeling better. And and they say that people that, uh, you know, expire from cancer, a lot of times they get that uh, kind of euphoria a few months before they pass. Uh, it tends to happen. They they feel like they're doing better. <laughs> but I remember uh, we did a benefit for Seth. Uh, we'd done benefits for everybody, and we finally yes. did a benefit for Seth and. Uh, and you know what? We don't raise a lot of money because we're not no, we're not a big people. Maybe right. I shouldn't even say the amount of the check, right. but but it was phenomenal for us. Yes. It's the most money we'd ever raised. Yeah. And I got a chance to go give Seth Grady that check. And he answered the door and Abraham, oh my goodness. Cause Seth was this big, yes. vibrant guy. Yep. yep. And he was the tiniest little frail man that I'd ever seen in my life. And it just it was just all I could do to keep from, you know, just keep myself uh, from showing that kind of emotion to Seth because he was really upbeat and, yeah. man, he had these Bibles out. He'd done nothing but just reading God's Word, and he was just into God's Word. And and like I say, it just showed me. I don't I don't know where Seth was his whole life spiritually. I, I, I don't, you know, but it it's what I learned. It's not about Seth. It's yes. what I learned. Um, don't wait till you're, uh, you know, to the end to start, you know, doing all these things that I want to start doing. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. I know I'm 57 starting a church, but I feel young. I feel vibrant. I feel excited. Every Sunday that I get up and I get in that pulpit, uh, I could be feeling horrible that morning. I could have a flu. I could I could just not want to even be in church. But the moment I get behind that pulpit and say that first sentence, like the Spirit of God comes upon me, and I feel great for that 40 minutes that I preach that sermon, and then sometimes I've walked off that thing and just about collapsed in my office. Yes, and it's just like, you know, like you were saying, we don't we don't know where he was spiritually, but people out there, Don't wait until it's your last resort to serve God. And that's so true. Another day in the can. We'll see you guys tomorrow.